Yo, I just saw as I'm getting on this live, Jake Paul offered uh Kanye and Pete $30 million to fight. That's gonna be the intro of the podcast. 30 M's, bruh. He's going to fight on their stem player instead. And you know what? Immediately, I just realized that I forgot my wallet. Oh, no, I didn't. You better. They're going to fight on the stem player for 30 million. Well, then. Ah, it's good to be back. It's been a minute. Ah. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's good to be back. What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of that Mo Show. I am your host, Hitch Montana, with my co-host. Coming. Hey, so, Kat, I didn't listen to much new music. I listened to a bunch of singles this week. I don't know why. Uh, I didn't get into any albums, but for some reason, I didn't. Did you get into any music? We got to talk about, obviously, the biggest release of probably the last month is Tana Talk 4 by no other than Benny the Butcher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, that was awkward. Usually Hitch does the album intros, but here we are. So for y'all hat that didn't hear Tana Talk, it's beautiful. Chef's kiss. Mwah. 10 out of 10, nah, but it's still like, it's like 8 out of 10. It's a solid project. Uh, features, we got J. Cole obviously from Johnny Peace Cat, we've talked about that song. Um, Stove God Cooks, Boldy James, we've talked about him. Conway, West Side, obviously, because it's a Griselda project. Um, and then 38 Special. So some guys that we haven't really heard of. Um, but every song is fire, every single one. I saw the meme where somebody was like, the whole Benny the Butcher album has me like, and it really is. And then I saw another meme that was something like me explaining how Benny the Butcher is top five after listening to Tana Talk 4. But it's uh, it's all good. Production's all good. Obviously, Benny's coming with the lyrics. Uh, Ten More Commandments, that song's fire with Diddy. Um, Tyson versus Ali with Conway, that song is fire. That song is bars from Benny. Um... And then Bust a Brick Nick. I'm a fan of that song. And then Guerrero with West Side Guns, also pretty good. And then Johnny Peace Caddy is probably J. Cole's best verse in the last five years. And it's on there. It's the first song, actually. So you don't got to go far to hear it. I feel like I left. I feel like I'm missing out because I didn't listen to the album. I feel like I'm missing out because I didn't listen to, I didn't listen to any albums this week. Oh, no, you're definitely missing out with this one. All right. So I'll I'll probably listen to it tomorrow. Maybe, maybe. I mean, since since Benny doesn't do too many bad albums, I don't think I've heard a bad Benny album. I don't think I've heard an album from Benny that was less than, that wasn't at least an eight. That wasn't at least an eight. So, I mean, I guess I'll post it on the page if uh, once I listen to it, it as a uh, album of the week, we haven't done an album of the week in a while anyway. So. There haven't been too many albums that need to be album of the week, but this one definitely. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and check that listen set tonight or tomorrow and, and get it up on the page. But and then hold on, I got some more. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. This one's this one by I'm gonna read the feature list first on this one, and you would think that this would be album of the week, but I, I think Tana Talk Four is better. So, um, from the OG Bunby, he released his Mo Trill album where Corey Mo did all the production on it. Um, let's just listen to the the features here. So, first song, uh, Jazzy Faye, Slim Thug, Lil Kiki. Next song, Talib Kweli, David Banner, Toby Nigue. Um, next song, Two Chains, Wale, CeeLo Green. Next song, Big Crit, Trey the Truth, Raheem Devon. Then we have Devin the Dude and Maddie P or Maddie B. Benny the Butcher is on this album. Uh, Zero. Larry June and Les. Ink is a singer. And then Yana Crawley. So it definitely has the features that I feel like a lot of people can just get in and listen because it's one of your favorite artists is probably on this album somewhere. Um, honestly, though, I think the feature list is probably the best thing about this project. Um, I just think that it tries to be, I don't want to say different production-wise because it's all sampled, but it's kind of, I don't know. Is it outdated? Is it? No, it's, um, it has interesting samples that they chose and how it was sampled. And it's just a little underwhelming, I would say, for all the people that are on it. My Queen, the song with 2 Chains, Wale, Wale and CeeLo Green singing the hook, it's still underwhelming to me. Wow. As good as that is, I mean, the song with Benny the Butcher is called Theme Song. Benny the Butcher, of course, does his thing. Uh, I like Devin the Dude personally, so, you know, feel good. You just get a Devin the Dude verse there. Um, Toby Ningue, unfortunately, doesn't have a verse in the song that he's in. But, I mean, Talib Kweli and David Banner still do their thing on it. Um, Zero, if you know Zero, he's going to, he does the hook on this one. So, the song he's in, so. You know, Zero does his thing. He doesn't miss. Um, then Big Crit, Trey the Truth. But it's, even with all these names, it's, you know, it's just a little underwhelming for me. And then the third album I listened to, I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's Dave East and it's H-D-I-G-H. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I don't know if it stands for something. Try to look it up. I couldn't find it. But... Another Benny the Butcher is on this album as well. So it was a Benny the Butcher style weekend. Um, Trey the Truth is also on this project. And this project, I would say, is pretty close to album of the week. I think Tana Talk 4 is going to take it, but this Davies project is pretty good. The production's good. Lyrics are good. Features on his one, or it, the list obviously isn't as long, but you still got Method Man. You got Music Soul Child, Anthony Hamilton. Um, Trey the Truth, Benny the Butcher, on, Only If We Vibe as an artist. But, I mean, all in all, it's, it's pretty good, too. Definitely, if you want to listen to something Dave East and Tana talk for. You gave Dave East a good review. I like Dave East's music. I'm not a big fan of him acting, but I like his music. I don't like New York rap yet. I just said these two New York artists. Right. Are, uh, Gave good reviews for two New York rappers. 
They don't sound like New York rappers, so that's why it works for me. I don't know about Dave. He's sounding like not a New York rapper. Nah, he sounds like a he sounds like a Southern rapper with a deep Billy voice. The Butcher sounds like a New York rapper. Yeah, but I'm grown now, and Benny the Butcher spits grown man bars. <laughs> You've matured. Yeah, Benny the Butcher spits grown man bars, and we know the people that listen to us because we have our analytics, so they will enjoy Benny the Butcher and his grown man bars. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Like I said, I feel like I missed out because I don't have any takes on any of these albums. So I'm going to have to do my due diligence as I usually do and uh, and listen to a couple of these albums. At least, at least the Dave Eat and the Baby the Butcher one. Yeah, you could probably skip Bun Beef, honestly. Since the Bun B one isn't worth it. I didn't, I, you know what? I actually. I don't want to say it's not worth it. Maybe just listen. Like, if you like, like I said, if one of those artists you really like is. On his features, at least listen to that song. But I heard My Queen first before I knew there was an album out. And I was like, mm, I feel like this could be a little bit better. Did you- and then I listened to the album. And it's just kind of like, for what it is and all, this, all the tools that are on it, I just wish it would be a little bit better. Did you check Apple for those? Because I looked and I, I didn't see. I look every Friday and I didn't see Bun B or Davies. So... How I know about Dave East is that uh, somebody told me that they're like, oh, Dave East and Trey the Truth has a song that just came out. I said, okay, let me look that up. And then how I knew about um, Bum B's album is Tracklib today actually posted Bob James. Um, y'all know Bob James is. He's a musician from the past. But he does a lot of stuff with Tracklib with he'll put his songs there and they'll have contests for him and he'll listen to the the samples that were flipped and everything. So they had Bob James on there and he played the sample on the piano that uh, my queen uses. And then they played him my queen and he was listening to it. And I heard like CeeLo Green singing the hook. And I was like, oh, what song is this? I need to listen to this. And then that's how I found the Bun B project. Hmm. Okay, man. Cool. So, again, since we since I didn't do my part in listening to music, one thing I can say that we both did is we at least watched part three of the Yeezus documentary. The Ye- no the genius. Ye- my genius. We haven't been on the show in two weeks, so the <laughs> genius, the genius documentary part three, the final episode of the three part series, and I'm a little bit. I'm, I'm I'm sad. You know what? This really this really took us through a wave of, of emotion. I went from being inspired to being to feeling like, oh man, this is amazing, and this is heart to, heartwarming. To I kind of see what everybody else sees about Kanye. And at first, and for a long time, I didn't see it. You know, for a long time, I was just like. It's pre-Donda and it's post-Donda. Yeah. Now and and I still see it that way. I still see it that way. And and I got a really good, I got a really clear understanding of it. But then seeing it from the eyes of Cootie, it it really, it really made me see it the way everybody else sees it. Like yep. it wasn't just 
Kanye, it wasn't just Donda dying. It really was Kanye just transforming. Like Kanye literally made a a a a, a one eighty. He really he really turned around and and just shifted. Now I will say that Donda really does play an intricate part in who Kanye is right now because Cootie says in the in the in the interview, I mean in the documentary that just one week after she died, Kanye was back on the road. And Kanye hadn't really stopped being on the road since then. So in a sense, you could say Kanye tried to com compartmentalize it. And he tried to get into this place where instead of grieving, he could just work it out. And I feel like everybody needs the opportunity to grieve, no matter what. Everybody needs their, their moment to grieve. And this was his, when he had his moment to grieve, he chose not to grieve. And everybody has their, has how they deal with death. They all deal with, everyone deals with death on their own terms. But he, at that point in time, he turned, he turned his back on pretty much all, everybody who really rocked with him. You know, he's got those core people. He's got the Rhyme Fest. He's got the Pusha T's. He's got the Commons who, like, really stood by him no matter what. But there are some people like Cootie who he just really pushed to the side. And he forgot about them. Now, kudos to Cootie because you sent it to me. Kudos, I mean, Cootie made $30 million off of the documentary. But... It's what almost fifteen years in the making for that album for this documentary. It's him having to go back home to Chicago, learn how to raise his family by himself, no support, getting it on his own, going from being on the road with Kanye all the time to now being here at the house and and, and back in a different space. And not only that, not even having Kanye's contact. Can't even get in contact with him. He's watching everything the way that everybody else watches it, from the TV screen, from the news, from the blog pages. It's it's not even a friendship anymore. It's, it's just a, it's just an, I, I, hey, I knew this guy once upon a time. It's like, it's like saying yeah. that you, it's like saying that you, you, you went to school with Barack Obama and for those who went to Harvard. Like you knew him, but you don't know him. You don't rock with him. You don't hang with him. You can't tell us any cool stories about what's going on with him right now. It's, yeah, I, you know, me back in the day, we used to kick it. We used to hang out. Uh, and then you start, and then watching this, continues to, continuously watching the progression of Kanye or the, 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 the series of events that took place. I... I'm 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 a little bit I feel I like I said I feel I feel like the rest of the world feels now. And it's and it's the first time that I felt that way because there are these moments where he spazzes out and I and you want to you I want to believe that it was it was mental health. I always that's always that's what I always used to say. It's mental health issues. It's it's because his mom died. Nobody understands what he's going through because his mom died. 
Like nobody understands the magnitude of Donna, which I still, again, I still believe that. Nobody understands the magnitude that Donna played on Kanye's life, on who Kanye is. You go from pink polo backpack Kanye to fashion Kanye after Donda dies. Literally, this is after Donda dies. But he doesn't even he doesn't even stay on a train of thought anymore. Like in the movie, in the in the documentary, you watch him have conversations and shift conversations in the middle of a conversation. Go from one point to another point. And you know, you would think that he could circle it back together as if oh, he's going to try that he's going to tie the sentence and make sense to each other, and it doesn't. It, it just it's it's a totally different train of thought. It's a totally different. He's a, he he's he's literally having multiple conversations. Either it's with himself and somebody else, or maybe he's thinking of another conversation with somebody else, and while he's having a conversation with you, but he's. He, he will have a conversation and then redirect the conversation and go somewhere else. And then say that the reason why he's having that conversation is because of point A. The reason why I'm having point, the reason why I'm having this conversation that is miles away from original conversation is because it all had to do with the original conversation. But nobody understands how. <clears throat> I'm glad they eventually reunited, but I don't if there is ever a part two, I'll be amazed. Rook. I'll be amazed because I don't feel like I don't feel like Cootie and Kanye's relationship ever got mended. No. I feel like it just became a business transaction. I need you to tell my story because nobody else is willing to tell it for me and I need it to get out. And who better to get it out than the one person who has all this footage? But then once that was done, I don't feel like they ever got back. Right. For me, this episode, it was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Underwhelming. That might be the theme of the word, to, or that might be the word of the night. Underwhelming, disappointing, could do without it. Like, because in this one, there was no cootie film. It was all what we have seen before. None well, of it was filmed. He went, to, he went to Dominican Republic with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was, they were like rapping out loud. Yeah. And when they did Kids Seeing Ghosts, that was Cootie did that. Okay. So, like 20 minutes of it is Cootie film. The other hour and 10 minutes is stuff that we've seen before. And to me, we could just do without this one. Like, as good as one and two were, I think this one is just. As good as those were, this is equally bad. Yeah. Like, it it kind of just lets the whole thing down. Like, I was saying this is like the last dance. So after one and two, all we needed was just a solid third one to some like to summarize this thing as one of the best music documentaries probably ever. One of them, not the best one ever, but one of the best ever. And they completely dropped the ball. You know what this is? I don't know if you've heard me talk about Netflix movies, but this is a Netflix movie. For those that don't know what I mean, Netflix movies, when Netflix, where it has like the end, they're really good in the beginning, they're really good in the middle, and they're awful at the end. Mm 
They're awful in the beginning. What do you mean? They start in the middle of nothing. Nah, they're okay in the beginning. The beginning's enough to get you to keep watching. The middle is like, okay, we got something here. The end is awful. They just completely dropped the wall. They don't know how to finish it. So this is just a Netflix movie. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. The first one's good. The second one's really good. The third one is awful. You could probably just skip the third one. But I mean, if you watch the first two, you might as well just struggle through the third one. I almost turned the third one off a couple of times. I'm like, I don't want to watch this anymore. It made you, it made you look at Kanye differently. It made it made you have all the feelings you had for him in the first two completely thrown away. Like you're like, oh, okay, this kid was just a kid from Chicago. I'm inspired watching him be inspired watching him work. And you get to the third one and be like, I hate this guy. Like, really? A little bit. And it's, uh, yeah, you can do without it. So watch the first two and then just pretend the third one's good. If you're going to skip the third one. A little bit. I, it's so crazy. How- it's so crazy how it was so good. And then they just completely fell off the map. Like, like here, like here's how, here's how, here's how disturbing it was to me. I'm listening to him talk to Rick Rubin, and Rick Rubin is talking about how excited he is to go see Kanye. And Kanye begins to explain to him why he doesn't use the word excited anymore and explains to him why he now uses the word energized instead of excited because excited can be used as a negative word and i've never heard anybody explain to anyone in the history of anything why excited can be used negatively let's look it up but kanye finds a way to come up with this theology behind why exciting or excited is could be negatively fueled and in my mind i'm like kanye why is that necessary you know you try i I try to be this like i try to be this humanitarian to where i people's ideals and people's viewpoints i try to find i try to see it even if I don't agree with it, I still try to see it. But this is one where I'm listening to him and I'm like, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I, I don't see how you could take such a excited is a, is a powerful word. It can be used to describe so many different things, a feeling, an action, so many different stuff. And then for you to say that, uh, it could be potentially used as a negative word. And why? Why would you, first of all, why would you go ahead and explain it to somebody else who, who's using, who's expressing to you that they're, that they're joyful about That's positive. You? Right. They're joyful. They're joyful to be able to come see you, spend time with you, hang out with you, despite everything going on. They, they, are, in, they are mutually invested in this opportunity as you are with them. And you take what you take the smallest amount of word that they've used and you say, hey, you know what, I choose not to use that word because it, it, it can get it has a negative context to it. And here's why it can be used in a negative way. And I tend to use the word energized. 
So what? Just say thank you. Right. Especially when it's the guy that you could honestly say is the reason why Kanye West has a living. The reason why Kanye does music, rap music, not yeah. music, rap music. If, if y'all don't know, Rick Rubin is actually the guy that founded hip hop. And he went to he went to Russell Simmons and told Russell Simmons, "Hey, I got this music that you should hear." Because Russell Simmons was a club promoter, so Rick Rubin is who founded hip hop, and Russell Simmons is the one that helps push it along. Right, he's helped. He helps Russell Simmons and his brother form Run DMC. He is the co-founder of Def Jam. He is executive producer on many different albums. He is producer. He is the producer on many different albums. He is arguably the father of rap. Arguably. Yes. Because the reason why I say arguably is because you can take it down to the people who were doing rap in the streets. Uh, but he is what makes rap mainstream. He is what makes rap accessible for everybody, him and Russell Simmons. Without these two, there isn't anything. There isn't anything for us to listen to rap-wise. And so, I don't know, I just didn't see it. But did you find anything negative on Excited? Uh, I said it could mean nervous. Okay, see, but that's not how Kanye explained it. Yeah, I mean, that's not how Rick Rubin used it. And that's not how Rick Rubin used it. Yeah, but I mean, I guess you could use any word. Could be a positive and a negative, depending on how you use it. Now, I do feel like this. I do feel like one thing that I feel like part of what really hurt Kanye is the fact that he allowed a machine to now run his, his life. Because at one point in time, it was, his, it was his mom and his friends. They were keeping him in, and they were keeping him square. They were keeping him balanced and focused. His mom had him running the Donda organization from time to time with him. I mean, with her, he was blowing up, but she still kept him grounded. When Donda died, the machine took over. And the machine told him what to do. And then at that point in time, they even told Cootie he can't come on tour with him. Yeah. The machine told Cootie that. It wasn't Kanye that told Cootie that. It was the machine. The machine being his road manager, his studio, this who his 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 regular manager, his everything else, everybody else who gets paid off of Kanye is now telling Kanye who Kanye can and cannot be instead of the people who are close to Kanye telling Kanye who he can and cannot be or who he shouldn't shouldn't be. I even see Rhymefest in a different light in a different light now. Like I used to see Rhymefest as this guy as this like top 10 MC. Like he used to be this guy who even though he didn't come out with a lot of music, I knew he had bought Hands down, I knew he had. To be bars. Eminem in the Rap Olympics, where Eminem got discovered. I knew he had bars, and now I see him as 
like a backpack boy for Kanye because he's everywhere Kanye is. I didn't realize. Uh, he runs the Donda organization. I know that, but I didn't realize he's everywhere Kanye is, though. Like when Kanye's sitting down writing bars, Ronfest is right there. He's, he was writing. I think he was writing, too. Yeah, and he's he's there. He's there. He's sitting there. And he's allowing, sometimes he's allowing Kanye to, to be this person that Kanye shouldn't be. He, 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 maybe it's because Kanye pays the bills for him. Maybe it's because he owes it. He feels like he owes it to Donda. But he's not the guy that I thought he was, he was at some point in time. Like when I used to hear Brand New by him. Or when I used to hear him on some of the other projects from from Kanye, or when I used to hear him on his own stuff, I see him differently now. I do appreciate some of the stuff, some of the people. I still I appreciate Common still checking in on Kanye, you know, letting Kanye be Kanye. But hey, understanding that hey, that's my guy. We grew up together. We we came through Chicago together. I'm I'm gonna always stand by him. Put him on the Chicago Fest tour. I mean, put him on the Chicago show uh, and brought Cootie out there and made sure Cootie was eating and everything else. It's good that Cootie was still eating. It's, it's good that other people valued Cootie's work and said that, hey, I need you to come on tour with me. I need you to come, some, come film this for me. But Kanye is like, Kanye was a totally different guy. Totally different guy. In the span of one week, like I again, I'm thinking this was in my mind before this documentary. I'm thinking this was a progression, this grew, and just as time went on, it just changed. No, this was almost immediately. Donda dies, Kanye leaves, Ye comes out, Jesus comes out. Totally different scene, not and, and totally different, totally different mindset. I also think that part of his problem right now, why he can't do the music that everybody expects him to make, is because he's chasing too many rabbits. You know, he's got he's chasing the the Yeezus fashion line, which is which is fine. He he did a spectacular job with that. One thing about billion Kanye, dollar company. Yeah, one thing about Kanye is what he puts his hands on, he it's gonna go. There's no doubt about it. Kanye, the the documentary is called Genius, and Kanye is every bit of the word because he knows the 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 spark that it takes to go ahead and drive whatever he puts his hand on to be successful. However, the one thing that he was most passionate about was music, and the one thing that has become underwhelming is his music. It has gone to a place where what we once appreciated and once looked at as like a breath of fresh air, we now kind of hold our breath for. And we now kind of second guess, ah, do I really want to do this? When Donda 2 came out, Let's be honest. For the for for you and I, that was kind of our thing. Do we really want to do this? I I, I want to listen to it because I'm a Kanye fan, but do I want to deal with 
listening to an hour, two hours of antics that I really don't want to be a part of? Do I really want to hear an album that I'm going to not want to listen to when it drops anyways? Or at least something where it's like, I have to go out and get a stem player because I can't wait for it to drop. Yeah. You know, and I'm not buying a stem player. Right. We weren't buying the stem player. And I think, I think if it, if, you know what, I think if, if Donda was still alive, we would have bought that stem player. He probably wouldn't have the stem player. But we would have bought it if it did. The music would have been released. He would have took the $100 million from Apple. I would have, I would have bought that stem player. If Donda was out, if Donda was alive, I would have bought that stem player. Donda would have told him to get that $100 million Apple money. That's what she would have told him. Man, I, I kind of... It could be on Apple right now if you really think about it. We could already have Donna too and talk about it. Yeah. If it was if it was on Apple, we could have been talking about it already. But, man, like I said, it, this is... this As you said, this was one that we could have done without. If it was two parts, if this was just part one and part two and there was nothing else, man. How amazing this would be, but nope. Part three is... Right. Because then we just was like to be cliche, it would have been like flashing lights. It just would have been a bunch of images that float by now and to the Kanye that is. And you would have a brand new perception of Kanye. You look at Kanye as like, man, even I kind of see why he all this happened and why he's like this and everything else. And now I have a newfound appreciation for him. Even the people who don't like Kanye, again, if you watch this documentary, part one and part two, at least, you like Kanye. You would like Kanye. You become a fan. And then part three, you're like, oh, this is why I don't like him. Right. Part three makes you say, this is why I don't like him. This is exactly why I don't like him. And it sucks. It sucks that part three has to give you that mindset. It really oh, does. and then can we just jump in on another reason why people probably don't like Kanye right now? I mean, let's do it. All right, so we don't do we don't ride the gossip train, but it has to do with Kanye and it has to do with music. Mm-hmm. So, a question arose. I mean, we're not going to go into too much detail between the Pete Davidson and Kanye Weston. People but, should know. Yeah, people should know it by now. It's been going on for two months since Easy first came out. Yeah, and then there's a there's a second Easy video that came out. Yeah, where the monkey beats up Pete Davidson. Right. But a question arose. And the question is, is Kanye hurting his legacy by basically the the Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian thing that's going on? Because something came out today about the backpack. So. About the backpack? Yeah, he posted a picture of a backpack and said, like, this is when I'm allowed to see my kids. And it had, like, a Kim Kardashian pin, an alien pin, and a Kanye pin on it. And then Kim Kardashian commented, you're picking your kids up to take them to school. So. (laughs) It's becoming too much. Yeah, I was about to say it's too much. But 
it's becoming too much. But the question is, you're hurting his legacy. I'll take this one first. Okay. I thought about this question. And it's at the point now, what is his legacy? Right. Because after we watched the third episode of Genius, that Kanye, th- this isn't hurting that Kanye's legacy. Because I think Kanye is more known for antics now than his music. As great as the music he used to make was, well, he still makes good music. He doesn't make bad music. But I think Kanye is now more known as the guy that gets on stage and says, I don't want to say crazy, but says things out of left field. The leftist of left field. So as a as music, I think you already heard his legacy when it comes to the music when Ye came out. You heard his legacy at that point, music wise. This is this is gonna be forever a debatable album to us. But I feel the total opposite on you with when it comes Ye to it wasn't good. Donda wasn't good. Donda was okay. No, 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 don't, don't start that. You went back on that and you said Donna ended up being better than you thought it was. Yeah, it's still seven. Okay. When we're talking about the greatest of greats, if it's a seven, then it's underperforming for them. (laughs) If if yay is your bar, then Donna surpasses that. Donna's better than yay, but yay is not the bar. Late registration is the bar. No, no, no. Your bars, whatever's at the bottom. No, the no. Your bars, you your go. bar. The lowest you can go. No, nah, for me, the bars, what's at the top and how close do you get to that bar? So late registration average, is the bar. The average, the, 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 what you have to be, what you have to be in order to be listened to, in order to be looked at. Yay is what it is. Anyways, anyways, go for it. His music has already hurt his legacy since, yeah. Because I think Dark Twisted, no, Life of Pablo was before, yeah. Yes. And Life of Pablo was okay. Everything after, yeah, is not great, except for Jesus is King, which is pretty good. But it's a gospel album that Kanye is not really on. Um, But everything after that, that's where his legacy is hurt. No, Jesus is King, he is on. You're talking about... Um, oh, my bad. It's the Sunday service one. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus is King is okay for what it is. Jesus is King is... Cut it out. You said it was greatest... You said it was greatest gospel album. I meant the Sunday service one. <laughs> no, I never said it was the greatest gospel album. Yo! I'll put I Kirk... I gotta put Kirk Franklin on. You- <laughs> You said it was greatest. You said it was close to it. If you didn't say greatest gospel album, you said something of the sort. I said, no, I said Donda could have been the greatest gospel album. All right. You said if he kept the Jesus songs. You said Jesus King is definitely a 10 out of 10 album, though. I did not. Somebody pulled that. Not no Jesus is King. The Sunday service album is good. <laughs> Sunday service album is good, though. But greatest gospel album of all time is probably Kirk Franklin album. Quit playing. Quit. Playing with me. <laughs> Anyways, back to Kanye and him throwing his legacy away. So, 
music legacy was already thrown away. Because if he stays, uh, where do you want to go? The first three albums, 808s makes him look innovative. Yeezus kind of follows that same little innovative thing going on. Uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy, some people think is his best album, so I don't. But that keeps him in the same trajectory. Yep. And then Ye is after that one. No, Life of Pablo is after that one. Life of Pablo, it, it starts sinking a little bit, but it's still not bad. And then, yeah, like I said, once it gets to Ye, throw it away. But when it comes to him and these antics, then this is just building on his antic legacy because he has to do antics to build that legacy. He's almost like, um, so like when Daylight started doing antics and battle rap and people like were shunning him for it and it became his legacy to do antics, except that Daylight still had good music and good bars. Now I'm just getting antics and music that Kanye says he works really hard on, but the final product is feels like it's half-budded. Underdeveloped, right? Yeah, it's well, it's half-budded. It's like you're not putting the same effort you were putting in originally. Like, you went from you wanted your music to sound good versus I want my music to sound like a certain way that doesn't sound good. Yeah. So, music legacy sum it up music legacy is gone I when we talk like about Kanye we only talk about old albums so his music legacy is already out of there and then antic legacy it's only going up the stock is rising on that one I feel like he's trying to play Kim at her own game I think let me I'm sorry to interrupt you I think he's starting to become a joke yeah, yeah. Oh, indeed. Oh, indeed. Outside I, of music, so he's starting to become a joke. Like, it's really got this whole Pete Davidson thing. It's really gotten to the point, like, yo, why are you still doing this? I feel the same exactly. Like, but I feel like you said you, you mentioned antics and you, you used a good comparison between him and Daylight. And I think that that's what he's trying to do. Because Daylight used it as a marketing technique. I'm going to put out antics in order to build up my brand so that people are more familiarized with me until I cry. And then I'm going to go over into the battle rap so and everybody's going to follow me. Become the big ticket, make the success. And then when I'm ready, I'll fall back. And I think Kanye is trying to do the same, but he's not. He's doing it for the wrong reasons. He doesn't need the antics. And I think he's doing it because Kim... Is that's how she gets her money. Kim gets her money based off of publicity. She gets her money based off of things that go on in her musical, and I mean, not her musical, in her social world. And so Kanye following the same suit, but Kanye's doing it in the back on the negative end. Does he not understand that he's an artist? I think he does, but I think. And Kim is a social media personality. He knows he is, but he, I don't think that he sees, I think he sees what Kim does the same way the rest of the world sees what Kim does as a joke, as this is easy. I don't need, it's not, it's not, it's not as, 
it's not as to be taken as seriously as every as she takes it. She takes it as listen, every move that I make is criticized and analyzed, and it is turned into a dollar sign. And Kanye is saying, I don't care if it's criticized and analyzed, turn it into a dollar sign. Are we actually seeing a, a rot beef? like beefs were in the 90s and 2000s it's just one-sided because the other person doesn't care Kanye's I think for Kanye to I think for us to really say that Kanye's legacy is going to be damaged is really us one us believing that Kanye is worried about it being damaged oh it's already damaged well see but again and in what aspect? Because think about it like this. If Kanye stops making music right now, who really is going to care? No one. Exactly. Nobody's going to care. Because why? Kanye's still going to be in the picture. No, it's because Kanye has turned people off. Nah. Because like, I've had conversations with people when we talked about Kanye and about, oh, he makes great music. And they don't even want to listen to it because of all the antics and they're just tired okay, of him. Sure. But I guess, but I, but I guarantee you some boosts are going to drop, some, something from Yeezy is going to drop, from Yeezy is going to drop, and they're going to go buy it. Oh, duh. I'm going to buy the shoes. Okay. But it's so, not because of Kanye. I like the shoes. You like Kanye's shoes. I do. But I also like Jordan's shoes. Right. But and I also like Sean Witherspoon's shoes, and I can't even tell you what he does. But listen, you don't care about Michael Jordan coming back to the game of basketball. Nope. As long as those colorways keep coming out. Depends. It depends on the shoe. On the shoe. Okay. But not the ones. If the the shoe stops and Jordan collection ceases to exist, my Nike's Nike's broke. Not mind blown. You will go crazy. The world will go crazy. No, I won't go crazy. I'll just go to something else. If if just like people have done with Kanye, if Kanye stops making music right now, I'm telling you right now, if Kanye stops making music, never makes another album. Nobody will care. I won't care. You won't care. We'll long. Kanye has music. has stopped making music in 2016 or whenever. Listen, we'll Paul long came out. Kanye. We'll long for Kanye to make music again because we miss the old Kanye, not because we want the new stuff, but just because we miss the old Kanye and we'll reminisce on it. As long, but as long as he's still in the eye of the public and he's still making his his clothing and he's still coming out with interviews, you still see his face, he's still coming out with new brands, he's still got the housing projects that he's gonna work on. And so many other stuff. He still he still got the school that he's gonna work on at some point in time. Kanye, we will never long for Kanye. It's, it's getting lazy. I think it's just getting lazy because even the Yeezys are getting lazy now. I think. I think the problem is. I think the problem is that, like I said, he's chasing too many rabbits. He's he's going into a world where he has his mind made up that he can do it all and succeed at it. I believe that he has that potential because when have we seen him fail? Well, he's definitely succeeding now, whatever it is he's trying to do right now. I mean, you look at it in three aspects, music, clothing, and media. He's gotten the music accolades. He's gotten the clothing accolades. He jumped over Jordan with, with ease. 
what took Jordan 20 years to do, he did in two. Not true. He did it in the, the short Jordan, yeah, the Jordan one. Somebody didn't see the last dance. The Jordan one outsold <laughs> his contract in year one. He had like a four-year contract or whatever. The Jordan one outsold the whole contract. Jordan's contract. Jordan's Nike contract, yes. Right. But Jordan wasn't making much anyways. He was making that Nike money. And I'll say this. Nike definitely dropped the ball on not getting Kanye. Well, and not Adi- keeping Kanye. They and had Adidas definitely strive. Is striving. They dropped the ball in not keeping Kanye. Because remember, they released the Red Octobers. Yeah, there was a couple easy Nikes. I think there's like three of them that yeah. dropped. Um, maybe it's just hard to work with. That's 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 that I don't. And Adidas didn't have like that. They had basketball players, but like Dwight Howard and Tim Duncan aren't selling. They had Kobe too, but Dwight Howard and Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett aren't selling like Kobe Bryant, LeBron because he had Nike, and he was around while they were around. Jordan obviously, Carmelo. So they just needed. They went a different route, and it just so happens Kanye fell on their lap. And Kanye and Kanye shot them through the roof for that period of time. We definitely made him money. He uh, he shot Gap through the roof. And the third point, the third part, the the socially, he had Kim Kardashian. Yeah, but it's not like he was like a social media figure, though. No, but this is what I'm saying. All three areas he succeeded at. So what is he doing now? So now. This is the part, this is what I'm saying. I don't know if he's going, if legacy is as ruined as you think it is, because if these antics are being done on purpose. Yeah, it's building up his, you're, you're seen as a joke legacy. He's not, he's not tarnishing his legacy. Now, here's what I do believe. This is off music topic. He is damaging the success of his kids. He's damaged. And you know what? I could see. If this stuff gets too far with, he has two videos of him killing Pete Davidson, the one and beating him up in the other one. I can see Gap and Adidas being like, yo, you need to chill with this. Gap for sure, because Gap has a shorter, has a, has a, doesn't have a long stint with him, but Adidas is what going on, what, six years now? I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. But it could be getting to the end of a contract with them, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be at a point. But if he has a subsidiary a subsidiary with Adidas, it may not matter. Because it's the same with Jordan. Jordan has a subsidiary with Nike. So it doesn't really matter. Jordan could do Oh, it's easy Adidas, though. I know. And that's why. So let's say that the contract ends and he becomes his own brand. He technically says he has his own brand, but we all know he doesn't. He's still he's yeah. still part of the Nike. It's Adidas and Gap. Yes, he's still part of the Adidas contract. But let's say he comes, he becomes his own independent label in this terms with Yeezy backed by Adidas. He could do whatever he wants. Jordan does the same. If Jordan can make whatever antics he wants to make, Nike will never drop him because he he has his own independent label. Yeah, but Nike makes too much money off Jordan. Okay. 
I think Adidas, they what? still have their running shoes. They'll just we go back to what they used out. to be. We're gonna have to find out what what eclipses or what what comes close to Yeezy in terms of Adidas. In terms of Adidas. Yeah, we gotta look into that. When it's coming and yeah, in terms of Adidas footwear, what comes close to Yeezy? Because 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 Yeezy's not running Adidas. No, it's not. Like so, Jordan. I mean, I think there's like five drops this month of Jordan, and that's really it. But Jordan also isn't like limited releases. Jordan also has shoes that you can just find right outside of the retros. Right. Yeezy is all limited supply, but we're gonna sell out. Like this month, I think there's like. 12 Yeezy releases this month. It's pretty crazy. But Jordan is like, okay, we're going to sell out these 60, 70,000 pairs of this shoe, 100,000 pairs of this shoe. But then at the same time, and Champs, not Foot Locker anymore, they're into Foot Locker since Nike was 70% of their products sold and they said they're not carrying Nike anymore. They're done. Uh, but like Champs and any other shoe store that's not a part of of Foot Locker's parent company, there's J's in there that you can just go buy. Hibbits, there's J's in there that you can just go buy. Yeezy is, hey, we got 40,000 slides, but once these are gone, they're gone. And from the reselling standpoint, the hype on Yeezy is, is dying. It used to be Yeezy slides would resell for $400. Now they're 120. And they're only going further down. Um, wave runners used to be a thousand dollars. Now they're like four hundred, but it gets dropping. The hype's not there. And could it be because of the antics? I don't know. Because or is it just is it just it's just a wave? But who's listening to the antics? Us, like the older people. So are the anybody young, on social media knows? About are the, the younger kids listening to it? Like if. If we go to a teenager right now and ask him, do you know what's going on with Kanye? They'll probably tell you no. Maybe. It just depends on where they're getting their media from. Yeah. Now, if it's Baller Alert, Shade Room, any of those, they're going to know what's going on. But in our world, in our world, we have too many outlets. For us, you and I as adults, we have all these different outlets. So we, for us, we see it differently than what a teenager sees it. A teenager sees Kanye differently from what we see Kanye. They don't even think of Kanye as making great music because yeah, they don't so they're probably going to think of Kanye as making music. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It his legacy to us may be damaged, but I don't think his legacy is damaged, is going to be damaged the way that we think it is because of the kids coming up and what they see him as. It's like <sighs> it's it's like it's like. It's like what, what kids know Jay-Z as right now, to give the best example, because I was going to say Michael Jackson, but no. Well, you can say Michael Jordan. And, 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 the, and the way of being, of a legacy being destroyed now, nah, because it, there is. Oh, a legacy. Yeah. Well, you could see, no, we could do Michael Jordan. It's a little different because Michael Jordan didn't do everything he can to destroy his public image. But it's 
he just kind of waved out. So, like, if a, somebody's born in, like, 2004, they don't know Michael Jordan, his, how he was as a basketball player, unless they saw Lost Dance. Because 2004, Michael Jordan's not even on the Wizards anymore. And plus, if he was on the Wizards, they're babies. They don't know what the Wizards are. Right. They're – so what, we're probably looking at 2014. They're 10 years old. Who do they know? They know LeBron, Steph Curry. Devin Booker, Giannis, this is who they're familiar with. And they know Michael Jordan as the shoes. But that's not that's not legacy tarnish. That's just I know, no, I'm saying it's different because he didn't tarnish his legacy with public antics, but his basketball legacy is really getting the hell by people older than us and people our age. Another one is Kobe Bryant. And that's just that's just age passing. That's just passing. Right. It's just going through time. Right. This is what I'm saying. Like, the best example I could honestly say would be a Michael Jackson one, simply because you have, what, 30 or 40 decades of Michael. and 30 or 40 years. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. 30 or 40 years, so four decades of Michael Jackson coming up. And so you have at least two generations that – have different viewpoints on Michael Jackson. You have right. one generation that grows up saying, well, you have three. So you have one generation of Michael Jackson that says, we've watched him from the time he was a kid to the time he got older. His, his legacy is tarnished to us because we remember when he grew up to when he got older and all the crazy things that happened then. Then you have us who remembers Michael when he came out with Thriller simply because we have older siblings and we have parents who were listening to him at that time and then everything that took place after. And then we kind of say, well, it might be tarnished because of everything that happened afterwards. But then we look at all the media outlets and we see that, oh, this happened and that happened and that was discredited and that was discredited. And then we have the another, the next generation that, came around when he passed. So now they have all the music from behind. They don't have the media attention that we that we took place in. So to them, it's like there was no legacy other than the music. There was nothing to be tarnished because he had all the music. I know great music. I don't know what he did in the past. So- Well, is, so is R. Kelly gonna be the same way? That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I think that is the difference between, I think that's all has to do with cancel culture though, because with that, R. Kelly comes in and everybody shut him down. All, all platforms stopped playing his music. And yeah, but, but we had R. Kelly when he had good music. <clears throat> then we already had an R. Kelly scandal. Then we had more good R. Kelly music. And now we have another R. Kelly scandal. Hey, that's, that's, that's a good point. I mean. So, like, we had, so obviously the good music R. Kelly, right? Yeah. Then we get the scandal. Then we kind of forget about the scandal outside of it being made fun of. Like with Chappelle's show comes to mind and Boondocks comes to mind. They're right? counting down again, by the way. They're what? They're counting down. What's coming on? Oh, no. All right. Just end it before they shut us off. <laughs>
<laughs> you can't do it like that. You can't do it like that. I can't. That's a bad segue. That's a bad segue. <laughs> uh, it's a bad segue because I just bottom line, bottom Sorry, line Hey, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Y'all know why we come here and why we do this. <laughs> they ended it before That's I right. hey, the audio, the people with <laughs> the audio can still hear us. They're jerks. They're jerks. They're completely jerks. They counted me down from 10 and they didn't even let me finish. That's so, all right. Hey, we're still on the line. IG does not like us. IG does not let us be great. <laughs> However, the rest of the world still loves us. The rest of the world still allows us to do what we do. Uh, with that being said, for those who are able to watch the show with us on YouTube and everywhere else, we much appreciate you all. We much we appreciate everything that you guys uh, do with us and being a part of the show with us. Again, now that now that IG has kicked us out, I can do a proper ending. We do this for one reason and one reason only, and it's because we love you. With that being said, I am your host, Hitch Montana, with my co-host. You know what it is, Podcast Marv Albert, two guys doing the show from their mom's basement. Remember, check us out, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. If you're not there, check your uh, – drop the ball on that one. If we're not there, go ahead and check wherever you listen to your podcast. If you don't see us there – then go ahead, go to anchor.fm slash that most show, and you'll be able to find us there. But it's your boy, Cadmine. Peace. Peace out, world. <laughs>